Let me give you something. If you are willing to see the invisible and believe the unbelievable, you will receive the impossible. I'll repeat. If you are willing to see the invisible, that means what others look and they are not seeing. If you are willing to see the invisible and believe the unbelievable, you will receive the impossible. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is why this morning I want to share with us, sit in line with what we've been looking at. This year, you're going to hear a lot of messages on these two topics. Faith and what? And the Holy Spirit. Faith and the Holy Spirit. Why is that? Because of where God wants to take us. And the way we are now, we might not be able to, you know, rise up and take that place. Because it's not that the issues, it's not as if, oh, Many times, it's not because of the mountains that they're conf confronting you or the problems you're facing. It's because of the faith that you have. Hello. Because the moment the mountains show up, oh, no, you fall back or you go back or you, 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 you move back. That is why God wants to raise our level of faith, plant our feet on higher ground. And that's why he's bringing these words again to us. Again and again and again and again and again. So you can possess your possessions. Amen? And become who God wants you to become. And let me, let me say this. You know, don't allow when these words are going out. And then you are doing like this. You are doing like this. Don't wait for me to say, don't, you know, you rise up for yourself. Because... You are missing out. You are missing out. You are missing out. That is why it's important that you are, you are seated, you are focused, you, are, you don't allow any distraction because you want to hear very clearly what God wants to say to you. Because one word from God can change your life forever. Just one word that you hear, and you hold on and run with it can completely transform your life. Amen. Praise God. So we'll again continue on our study on faith. We'll be looking at another aspect of the demonstration of faith in the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello. There's no limitation in him. And there's no problem with the giver. The challenge is always with the what? With the receiver. There's no problem with the sending. The problem is with, the, with our receiving. The receiver is perfect. There's no limitation with the receiver. I mean, with the, 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 the sender is perfect. There's no limitation with the sending. The challenge is always with the receiving. So if you can fix the receiving or fix the receiver... Then, you can ensure that the things that will be yours will become yours in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 9 from verse number 27. Matthew 9, 27. It reads, and I quote, Matthew 9, 
Let me warn us, we're going to Matthew 9 and Mark 9. The two of them, 9. 9 is the number of the Holy Spirit. So Matthew 9 and Mark 9. So Matthew 9, from verse number 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men, not just one, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, two blind men, they were physically blind. But you know you can be, you can be physically okay with your sight and be spiritually blind. Either way, you are still what? Hello. Which means sight is important when you come to the spirit. Sight is what? Important. Because you don't see just with your natural eyes. You also see with your spiritual eyes. The two of them are important. With the natural eye, you see in the natural. With the spiritual eye, you see the things of the spirit. The two of them needs to be open. So the Bible talks about these two blind men. But before I go ahead with their story, you know, there are just 19 stories of healings or miracles in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the entire gospel, just 19. 19 specific cases written in the book, in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, just 19. I'm not talking about when... Where multitudes were mentioned. Oh, and multitudes were healed. Oh, and he ministered to many. And many received their healing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where the names of people were specifically mentioned. Where their names were mentioned. Where their circumstances were described. Where their, their, their situations were specifically mentioned and described. In the gospel, there are just 19 of them. Just 19 of them. Isn't that interesting? Just 19, not even 30. Oh, I thought Jesus healed many. He did. But I'm talking about where the names were mentioned. Where you find like Jairus, or maybe the woman with the issue of blood, and the situation was specifically described and attributed to just 19 of them. And out of the 19, 10 of them, their faith were actually acknowledged as contributory factors to the miracles they received. Out of this 19, 10 of them. You find the Bible mentioning that according to your faith, be it unto you, according to your faith. Jesus said, according to your faith, according to your faith. And that's why the title of the message is according to your faith. So this morning, we're looking at what? According to your faith. Turn to your man and say it's according to your faith. According to your faith. And even out of the remaining nine, he found out that about four or five of them, their faith was still mentioned as being contributory to what they received. So in the case of these two blind men, when Jesus had departed, these two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, oh, it's not just enough to cry out. Somebody say, oh, we need to cry unto God. There's nothing wrong in crying unto God, but if there's much more to just crying out to God. Hello. If you're crying and praying, if you're crying and praying, you might not receive anything. Hello. Hello. How many times have we cried and we pray? Have I cried and we pray? You know, crying and praying does not change anything. Okay, 
The Bible says, and they cried out, and they, and they said, Son of David, they cried, and then their eyes were opened. Hello? No, 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 no. Maybe, let me read, let me check your Bible. Check. When Jesus departed, there two blind men followed him, crying out and praying, and then their eyes were opened. They cried out, and look at the process that they went through. And they said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many times I've checked the scriptures. There are people trusting God for healing will always ask for mercy. If you're trusting God for something that looks big, maybe you've been having it, especially this challenge for a long time. And probably maybe you have not even done the thing you believe you should, you should, you should have done. Then it's time to ask God for mercy. Don't go to God and remind him, Lord, you know that last Sunday I gave $50. Or I gave $100. In fact, I'm very, very sure that 100 maybe one or two might have given more than myself here. Yeah? Don't go to God telling him what you've done. Because some people have, have had people say, I went to God and I reminded him I was paying my tithe. How about the time you are not paying your tithes? Or how about the time you could not pay your tithes? Maybe you didn't, not, not that you deliberately wasn't in, but when you couldn't pay it. You know, if you've done everything right, even perfect all your life, if you've never made any mistake, then you can get by on justice. You can stand before the throne and demand justice. But if you have made a mistake, if you have missed it, if you have done things that, oh, I should not have done that thing like that, oh Lord, then I'm telling you, you need to ask God for mercy. And there's nobody here who has never made a mistake. If you have not, put up your hands. If I see any hands up, they'll need to ban the spirit of lying from you. Because there's nobody who has never made a mistake. So they went to God and they were asking for mercy. Because mercy will give you what will save you from the things you deserve. Grace will give you what you don't deserve. Mercy will ensure that you don't get what you deserve. Maybe you have not been praying. Somebody, maybe you have not been spending enough time in the world. Maybe you have not been doing the things that you... Then, Lord, have mercy on me. They went to God asking for what? Asking God for mercy. Hebrews 4.16. Let's go there. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore come where? Boldly unto the throne of grace. Maybe we should start from verse 14. Seeing then that we have such a great high priest that is passed into heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession for we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our, or sympathize with our weaknesses. Amen. You know, humanity is what? Embedded with weaknesses. With weaknesses. For we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize or empathize with the feelings of our weaknesses or infirmities. But was in all point tempted, yet without what? Without sin. Verse 16, let us therefore come with boldness unto the throne of grace so that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help 
in the time of need. It's the throne of grace, not the throne of judgment. That's why you can go to that throne asking God for what? For mercy. So this blind man went to Jesus asking for mercy. And when they had come into the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Question. Who went to, was it Jesus that went to them? Or they were the ones that went to Jesus? Who went to one another? Was it Jesus that went seeking for them? And said, oh, you've been blind for so long. But I want to change something. I want to just, I want to zap you with this miracle today. Oh, I'm so full of power, and I'm looking for you. And I've come with this special package with your name on it. You just give me another smile, and you're going to get this package, specially for, for you. Was that what happened? Why am I saying that? You don't have to wait for the move of the Spirit to lay hold on God's word, to receive the things you are trusting him for. Is it? Oh, because many times we say, I'm waiting for God to move. God moved at Calgary. <laughs> There's something that he moved and settled at Calgary. So because of that, our Calgary, I said Calgary, because that's where my daughter lives. Calvary. Settled it at Calvary. You know, and I'm sure she's watching this particular message. She will be smiling. Settled at Calvary. And that's why he said it is what? Finished. There's something that's been settled concerning you. One of them is healing. One of them is deliverance. One of them is your provision. You don't have any business. You know, you can, you can take a stand against sickness, against disease, against lack, against want, because those things have been settled at Calvary. Amen? So they went to Jesus and said, Lord, they departed. Son of David, have mercy on me. And then verse 28, and when he had come, to the house, when they had come to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe I can do this? Do you believe that God can do that thing for you? Do you believe that God can make the provision of the finances you need? Do you believe that God is able to conclude the issue concerning those things that you're trusting Him for? What is it that you're trusting God for that looks almost impossible right now. Do you believe that God can make impossibility possible in your life? Somebody said, hey, but uh, if I don't get another job, there's no way that thing can be possible. So you are limited to the job now. Hello? How about the God of heaven? Hello? Can God provide the job? Absolutely. Can God do it without the job? Absolutely. And I'm not talking about Centrelink. Hello? Can God move beyond Centrelink? Yes. 
only four people agree, say yes. I said, can God move beyond center link? Yes. You're not limited. Don't see yourself. Don't see, don't look at yourself. And you say, oh, look at this. This is the problem. That is the problem. Start to look at the possibilities. You know, God will not allow any test to come to you that he has already provided a solution to. Hello. Tests will reveal two things. Number one, where you are. Number two, there is time for promotion for you. The moment the tests are showing up, you should be rejoicing. Because it's another time to write the exam so that you can be lifted and be promoted. Amen. Any time tests show up, is to is been sent allowed to lift you up. So the test came to this. They were blind. And they said, Do you believe I can? Jesus now turned to them. Do you believe I can do this? What did they say? And they said, Yes, Lord. When they agreed, they connected to his miracle working power. God needs your agreement to do anything for you. Can he override you and just do something? Yes, sometimes he does that. But a lot of times, God will want to work with you. That is why somebody said, God can just grab me. God, just grab me and do anything you want to do. It doesn't work like that. It's not Satan that will just grab you and start to do anything to you. If God will grab people and do anything to them, you know what he will do? He will just be grabbing people on the street and getting them born again. Does he do that? Does he grab them on the streets and say, you, see, be born again. You know, you, stand up, go to church. You, come up, serve me. Does he do that? How many of us know that he didn't come to knock on your door this morning and say, you must go to church? You are the one that woke up and said, I'm what? What? And he gave you what? As you did that, he gave you grace for you to be able to go. He said, am I able to do this? And he said, yes, Lord. Verse 29. He now said, and their eyes were what? The moment they agreed, the moment they connected, their eyes were open. And Jesus now, won, Jesus now said to them, oh, 29. We've, 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 we've skipped something. 29. Yes. Then he touched their eyes, saying what? According to what? According to what? According to my power. Eh? According to my power. According to what? Your faith. Let me say to you, God does not do things to you because of your needs. Hello? There are so many needs all over the world. So it's not because of your needs. Or it's not because of your crying. It's because of your word. Because of your faith. If you're willing to trust God, faith is trusting him in spite of your circumstances. If you're willing to, be, to see the invisible, you can't touch it yet, but I can see it. I, if you're willing to believe it, you've not experienced it, but I'm believing it then you will experience it. Don't be limited, especially when negative news will come to you. Contrary to what you are believing, don't let it fold you. Don't let, don't let not give up and say, oh, you know, we, we thought it would work. No. No. Praise God. Our part is to believe. His part is to perform. 
<laughs> Our part is what? To believe. And his part is what? Somebody said, I don't understand that. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. Luke 1 45. Can somebody read that for me? Luke 1. Blessed is he that believeth. For there shall be what? A performance of the things that were told him. Blessed is he. Your believing will connect you with the power that will bring to pass the thing you are trusting God for. Blessed is he who believe. For she will be what? For there will be what? A fulfillment. Can you give it to me in King James? King James. This is New King James. Give it to me in King James. Blessed is the moment you are able to believe. Blessed is he. Can God change the situation of that marriage completely around? Can God give you that job? Can God give us, can God give you that building? Can God do the things that you think? Blessed is he that what? For there shall be what? A performance of the things that were told her. Let me take you to another story in Mark 9. Remember Matthew 9? Mark 9. Another story. Mark chapter 9. I'll start to read from verse 17. Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whatever he seizes him, throws him down, foams him at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out but they could not. What was the problem with this man, with this young boy? Epilepsy. Epilepsy. So I spoke to your disciples. And what happened? They could what? They could not cast it out. Epilepsy. We were not told how long. But eventually he told Jesus, because Jesus said, ask him, how long has this thing been on? How long have you been going through this? In the name of Jesus Christ. Have you been going through some things for a long time? What things have you been going through? Do you know that surely there is an end? I said surely there is what? For the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. If you not give up, I'm telling you, you will light up. If you not give up, you know, your face will light up and you will testify of the faithfulness of God. Praise God. I say, praise God. Hallelujah. If I'm going to change the title of this message to something else, I'll tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. Then verse 19. Remember, they could not. And Jesus now said, he said, oh, why didn't you? What, what did Jesus say to them? So what was the problem? Why they didn't receive? What? Oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. These were the disciples. These were the disciples who had spent most time with him. Hello. These were the disciples. Do you know that I told the people that came in the first service, I said, do you know that sometimes you find unusual faith in unusual places? 
these were the disciples. You, were, you, you would have thought that these disciples would just be commended for their faith. That, wow, yes, where's the child? Was, yesterday, we saw him how he healed this. Day, two days ago, many were healed. Just bring the child. We can also do the same thing. But the Bible said they could not. Why? Because when the message was going on, maybe they were sleeping. Were they not sleeping when he was praying? Maybe when the message was going on, they were arguing about, the, 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 have you packed the food? You know, They were talking about it was the food that they were concerned about. They were distracted, definitely. Something needed to happen to them that had not happened to them. So he said, oh, faithless generation. Faithless generation. How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And then he now, they now brought the child to him. And look at what happened. Then verse 20, they brought him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit started convulsing him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed and foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to you? And he said, from childhood. So how long do you think this has been happening to this child? Because at this time, he was no longer a child. Maybe for the past 16 years, past 15 years, we were not told his age. This has been a long-term problem. Long-term. He said, from childhood, he now said what? And often he has thrown him both into the world. This is bad. This is terrible. Satan is so bad. You, you see the determination of his spirit to kill the boy. Thrown him into the fire and into water. To do what? To destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. They say, Jesus, we know we've had you. You, you are the healer. You can heal. No problem. You, you, you can do, you're a miracle worker, Lord Jesus. If you can do anything, please help us with this child. And what did Jesus say? Bring the child, we'll heal him now. Is that what he said? No, he said, if you can believe. Immediately, Jesus said, I know I can do it. I know there's no limitation with me. But you need to connect with my power. You need, and he placed it back on his what? On his lap. See, you believe, you can believe. It's not about me, it's about you. Because you don't receive based on what God is able to do. You receive based on what? On your capacity to receive. God can do what? Anything. God can do, God can move anything. God can do anything. There's nothing impossible to God. There's no limitation with God. There's no limitation with heaven. Where is the limitation? Ours are. So where do we need to fix? If there are limitations, we need to fix heaven. Change the mind of God. No, we are the ones that we need to make adjustments. Praise God. There's no problem with the sender. The problem is with the receiver. There's no limitation in heaven. The limitation is here on earth. There's no problem with God giving you those things. There's no problem at all. We are the ones who are limited. Limited by circumstances. Limited by past experience. Limited by the things you believe. Limited by your expectations. Limited by whatever it is that is limiting you. 
If you can just fix that, you see the changes that will start to come to you. If you can just make that adjustment in your heart, because what God gives by grace, we must receive by faith. What God what provides, we must what possess. Because even though God has given, if we don't receive, there will still be what lack. Even though God has provided, if we don't possess it, then they will lack the experience. You lack the experience, not because he has not provided it, but because you are not believing yet. And what was the response of this man? The man now said in verse 24, what, does, what did the man say? He said, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my, help my unbelief. Meaning that, Lord, I believe your word. But I'm still having thoughts of doubt in my head. I'm still having thoughts of unbelief in my head. Lord, I believe. You know you can, still, you can receive with faith in your heart and doubt in your head. The two of them are not the same thing. Your heart is where you receive, where you connect with God. But Satan will come and be sending negative thoughts. You know this cannot be done. You know it's not possible. You know, look at the problem. You tried last year, it didn't work. You know, look at so-and-so. Remember that your friend who made who tried to do it, it didn't work. And you know how you sure they will work. I know pastor, pastor is different from you. The man has faith. You don't have any faith. You know where you are. And you're and it's bombarding you. Or it's bombarding you. Or maybe he wants to distract you. You say, okay. You remember the chicken you said you were going to buy. You have not bought the chicken yet. It's okay, chicken. Meanwhile, the word has come. You were thinking of chicken. Negative thoughts may come. Negative thoughts may persist. Thoughts you don't put into words or actions, they die unborn. The moment you don't verbalize. Let me tell you something. Satan cannot do anything to you that you have not empowered him to do. He might come with negative thoughts. Pa, pa, attacking you, attacking you. The moment you don't put those words into words, you don't put those words into actions, they die unborn. So don't empower those negative thoughts so that they will become your reality. Disempower them. Don't encourage them. Don't, don't, don't agree to them. Learn to hold on to the word that God has. That's a testimony of what I shared here. Because how can, just for me, or in my situation, how can policies just be changed by an entire nation to favor me? And how can my company decide to do something they've never done before just for me? How, am I, how, many, how many, when I'm not the only staff there, when I'm not the assistant general manager, oh, oh, I don't know what, what position there. But God changing policies, changing everything to make that possible in his life. That's what happens when you hold on to the prophetic word. He kept on talking about the prophetic word, the prophetic word, because the prophetic word is like a guiding missile. Looking for what? The believing heart to walk in a believer's life. Do you truly believe? The moment you believe, you connect with the power. 
It is your believing that connects you with the power. Hello. Somebody say, I don't understand. Let me explain it to you. If you go to the tap there, if you open the tap, will water gush out? And then you can use the water for whatever you want to use it for? Is that the whole water being produced from city water? That's the whole water be coming from city? No. But the one that you are experiencing here is the one that what? That's been piped into this building. There's, there's so much more from city water. Same way, there's so much more power available in God. But the one that will come to you is the one that you connect with, with your believing. With your believing. Or should I change it? We're having lights here. The electricity we're we enjoying here, with the lights, with the ball, with the globes and everything, is that the entire thing that is being generated by the electricity company? No. Is the one that is being sent to this building that we are enjoying. The power of God is all is, is ocean wide. Feel like a huge ocean. But your believing will connect you to that vast power to, and to for you to what? For you to experience that power in the area of your own need. So be careful. Don't watch your thoughts. Because your thoughts will become your word. Watch your thoughts, they'll become what? Watch your words, they become your word. Watch your actions, they'll become your word. Watch your habit, they become word. Watch your character, they become word. So thoughts are mother of destiny. The moment you can handle your thoughts, the thoughts, the things you allow to come in, the things you disallow from coming in or from staying there, you're on your way to fulfilling destiny. Don't allow the thought that God has not planted there. Don't agree to things that Satan is suggesting that God has not given to you. Yes, I have, but this situation cannot change. Who told you that? Who sold that lie to you and you believe? Pastor, I'm telling you, I know you're talking like that. It's because you don't know so and so and so. You don't know the problem. You don't know so, so, and so, and so. I agree with you completely. I may not know so, and so, and so, but I know the God who created so, and so, and so. Is that God still the creator? Who is in charge, creation or creator? Will creation bend to the will of the creator? If you connect with the power of the creator. Is the creator limited? No. Rise up on your feet. As I say rise up on your feet, I just had this clearly in my spirit. His Lord, his Lord, his Lord. He's risen from the dead. And his Lord, every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is what? Is Lord. I want us to take that song together. He is Lord. He is Lord. 
he has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every thought confess that Jesus Christ.